The Lord wanted me to give you my testimony this morning. I was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 1951. And my mother and father lived in Camden, New Jersey. And that's where I grew up, in Camden, New Jersey. My mother and father were Catholics. Well, actually, my father's family was Catholic. And so I was sent to Catholic school for eight years. I went to uh, Holy Name School and Church, Fifth and Vine Streets in Camden, New Jersey. And then I went to high school in, in uh, Camden and Riverside, New Jersey. But uh, my mother still lives in New Jersey. My father has passed away. And uh, I entered the service in 1969. I went to the U.S. Navy, and while I was, I was a hospital corpsman at Great Lakes, Illinois, and while I was there, one of the other servicemen was called, was named Steve Bramstead, and he would come around to me, and he would try to tell me about Jesus, and I wasn't having anything to do with it. I said, I'm a Catholic. Leave me alone. So one, one uh, day I went into Chicago, Illinois, which was a short train trip from Great Lakes, Illinois. And I happened across uh, this building that had a large sign that said Serviceman Center. What I didn't know is it was the Pacific Garden Mission in Chicago, Illinois. And so I was in my uniform and I wandered into the Pacific Garden Mission. And uh, a gentleman met me there and said, we're going, to have, uh, we're going to have supper here pretty soon. But first, let me, uh, let me talk to you for a few minutes. So he took me into a room and he said to me, uh, he started talking to me about Jesus. He started talking to me about my lost condition of my soul. And I just threw up my hands again. I said, I don't want to hear it. I'm a Catholic. And I ran out of there. And Steve Bramstead, like I said, kept over and over and over trying to lead me to the Lord. He'd draw diagrams, every opportunity he got. In 1971, I... I was married. I met my wife on base at uh, Great Lakes, Illinois, Verna Kathleen Bowl, Kathy, and we were married in 1971, September the 10th. In 1972, we were on leave here in Van Buren, Arkansas. She and her parents went to the Oak Grove Baptist Church, and Wayne B. Davis was the pastor. And in 1972, while we were on vacation, around the time of my birthday, my physical birthday, August the 17th, she said, I want to go see my pastor. She was going to talk about me because I had boatloads of pride. And although I told people I was a Catholic, I didn't go to mass. Uh, I didn't practice my religion whatsoever. I was pretty much a, a man of the world. And um, so I said, I'll go with you. 
And I went to the pastor, see the pastor, Wayne B. Davis, in his office. Oak Grove Baptist Church is just up the street here from where I live, a few blocks. And uh, rather than talking to me, he just got a little white card. And it was just like when the policeman reads the Miranda rights to you when they're arresting a criminal. And with that little white card, he had the plan of salvation and said, I was a sinner. It said, I needed salvation. It said that Jesus died for my sins and I needed to repent of my sins and ask Jesus Christ to be Lord of my life and to save me from my sins and to save me from a eternal hell. Well, in my pride, in his office, he asked me if I wanted to be saved. And I said, yes. So I knelt down in his office with him and we prayed. And I thought in my mind, in my mind, I might as well have all the bases covered. That's how prideful I was. As I prayed, there was a physical sensation of tingling in my in my head. And something happened. I knew something happened. And I was saved. And a line of communication was open between me and the Lord. And I left there a Christian. I left his office a Christian. And I went back and and uh, into the Navy, and I, I had a little uh, dove pin on my on my uh, smock at the hospital. And Steve Bram said, saw that and said, are you a Christian? I said, yes, I am. So we were brothers in Christ from that moment on. Steve Bram said was a Pentecostal. He was very active in Pentecostalism and the charismatic movement at that time. Remember, this was 1972, 71, 72. And um, a few months after I was saved, he and a Catholic priest were in a private plane going to a charismatic conference and the plane crashed and both of them died. Uh, I'll see Steve again. I have no doubt about that. Just like we'll see Kim Wagner again. I have no doubt about that. Um, when I was in college, I went to the University of Arkansas for four years. And uh, I took classes in Latin. And I took a class in Greek. And I thought I'd be some kind of a language scholar. So I changed my major to these languages instead of English. And immediately, um, a thousand year light year wall between me and the Lord was set up immediately. And I'm pretty dense. I'm very dense. It took me two weeks to figure out that uh, changing my major was something the Lord didn't like. When I tried to pray, my prayers just bounced off. 
and went right to the ground. I couldn't. I had no communication with the Lord. And I knew it. So after two weeks, I changed my major back and immediately that wall was taken away and hasn't been there since that day in college. The point of the devotion this morning, John 4, 35 through 38. If you want to get your Bible and follow along, say not ye, there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto eternal life, unto life eternal. That both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that wherein ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye are entered into their labors. I know that that man at the service man center, Pacific Garden Mission in Chicago, Illinois, was praying for my soul. I know that Steve Bramstead was praying for my soul. Jesus is telling his disciples here in this passage of scripture that other people, had been praying. Other people had been sowing. Other people had been clearing their hearts, like in the parable of the sower, uh, getting the rocks out of the ground, taking the weeds out of their heart. Other people had been praying for the salvation that was being brought at the time Jesus, his apostles, and disciples were in this world And other people were praying before the day of Pentecost when Peter preached his sermon under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. We had people like Anna and Simeon who were in the temple day and night praying for the nation of Israel. And as we pray, realize that your prayers are not in vain as we pray for our relatives as we pray for our our daughters, our sons, our mothers, our fathers, our sisters, our brothers, our friends, our neighbors, as we pray, realize that that is preparing their hearts to receive the message of the gospel. I know it happened in my life. People were praying for me. And because they were praying for me, when I was in that pastor's office, I was ready to receive the gospel and become a Christian. But without That praying in the background, that probably never would have happened. I would have gone on in my pride. I would have gone on a lost sinner headed for an eternal hell. So Jesus told the disciples and apostles that there was a groundwork laid before they went out to preach and to teach and to heal with signs and wonders. Uh, and we need to know that we're laying a groundwork that will reap fruits, fruit for the Lord, fruit for the spirit, fruit for the kingdom, as we pray each and every day, as we pray without ceasing. 